Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. One small step. I like that. I also um, believe with all my heart that the message that I'm going to, you know, again, start for us today is something that is, is what is needed to have the life that God has designed you to have. And I believe that we as a church or in the church in general in this earth aren't really portraying what the Bible teaches of how we should be living our lives or how we should be experiencing life. And I believe once we open up this word and we get the information it will bring revelation. And in that revelation, we'll have the ability to understand and grasp why we're still here. You know, Jesus did all the work over a thousand, 2,000 years ago. The work is done. The work is finished. We sing a song about, you know, focusing on Jesus, trusting him, believing in him. But it's not that we're looking for Jesus to do it because he already did it. What we're, what we're doing is, is we're doing what he said, and that is to believe him. See, for me to believe in Jesus, that he's a wonder-working God, is for me to believe his words. That's believing in him. Not the religious belief of, I believe in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But the concept of, I've received him because I believe in him. Now I go to the next step, because I believe in him, I follow his instruction. I believe his words. And in believing those words is what takes us to that level of faith that is required to overcome, to have success, to have change, to have transformation. And then I believe that's, you know, ultimately we need to be coming here for that purpose. Not gathering together to hear, you know, some Bible story. But getting together with an attitude to say, you know what? I need the tools for Monday. But it starts today. Today. You know, I, I looked at this message and I thought about, okay, the issue at hand is, is most of us relive the past. We, we, we hold on to the past, which affects today, which affects tomorrow. I mean, that's, that's the majority of people on this planet. That the past is, is destructive in its influence. And I thought about that and I go, okay, that makes sense. And everybody and their brother can agree with that. But to live it is a whole different thing. But it's still the truth. And then I looked at today and you know what I realized? Today has a past, a present, and a future. Today does. Now I know it's all condensed, but it still has a past, an hour ago, a minute ago, whatever. It has a right now, a now. And then it has a future, half hour, hour from now. Do you see what I'm saying? So what is the important thing? <laughs> I looked at it and I said, the power of today, you know, it should be the power of now. The power of now. Now, of course, now is today. I don't want to get too freaky on you. But the point is, is when we look at this, I want you to understand that the power of now is something that everyone in here needs to understand. Because in the power of now, decisions are made that affect your life, your direction in life. And what I want us to do is I want us to look at the Bible. I want to look at the Word of God, get this information, information in us so that we can go the right direction. Anybody gone in the wrong direction before? Come on, y'all. Don't raise your hands because I know y'all need to raise too. We've all got it. Did you know this? This is a truth that everybody needs to keep in their head. Direction determines destination. That is life. Direction determines destination. You know, we have so many people, you know, are, that are driving, you know, you're, you're, you're driving down. What, what's, what's go south? 17 or 10? 17 and 10 goes to L.A. So that'd be like you driving down 10 going, I can't wait to get to Tucson. I just can't wait. I really want to go to Tucson. I've heard so much about Tucson. 
I know they have a, a, a terrible university there, but everything else. And so what happens is, is you're not going to get to Tucson. You're going to end up in L.A. Hell. I mean, <laughs> but the point is, do you guys hear what I'm saying? What happens is, is you're going in a direction that will not take you to Tucson, no matter how bad, no matter how much, oh God, I can't wait to go to Tucson. Lord, present Tucson to me. It ain't going to happen because the wrong direction you're driving on. Your life is exactly that way. I want better this. I want a better marriage. I want a better job. I want a better. But are you going in the direction for the better? Are you? Are, is, is, are you driving in the correct direction? So this morning I thought, I'm going to break down this a little more before I get into um, some keys for today, for now. First thing I did um, this morning is, is I went through uh, different success web pages. And what I wanted to see is, is I wanted to see, is there specific principles that are going to be mentioned over and over and over? So I went to seven. I figured if I go to seven, I'm going to get, you know, an idea. This is exactly what I read in almost every one of them. Some had a little more, but this is what was in them. To have a successful life, this is what it is. Think positive thoughts. Be prepared to learn. Focus on your strengths, not your weaknesses. Get rid of distractions, i.e. Instagram, Facebook. Um, don't be afraid of having big goals. Have a plan. Be committed. Action. Start now. And don't be afraid to fail. It's on every one of them. Now think about that. What does that mean? If people are writing something and it's the same pretty much over and over and over, it is called a principle. You understand that? And that's what we have to understand in our lives personally that there are biblical principles, which, by the way, all these truths are connected to Scripture written thousands of years ago. So this isn't something they figured, oh, we'll just come up with an idea and, and make it work. No, it's, it's biblical principles that are being put to use in normal everyday life, and ultimately, they're seen as principles of success. So they write books on it. And, and it, it's just like you read, I don't care who, who, what billionaire read about it, when you read about their personal life, you're always gonna see a reading, a connection to their success in their Giving, nonprofit giving. Always. You're not going to hear one that said, I'll never gave. I'm not going to give. Never. It's a principle. Actually, it's a biblical principle, but it's that natural principle tied to a spiritual truth. It's unbreakable. It's like gravity. So this is what I want us to understand. I want us to get hold of this because more than anything else, I was I was just walking the neighbor, I mean the 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 church today, and I was just, I was just giving God thanks. And I thought, you know what, God, the reason I'm here is for your people, for us. And I said, sometimes I feel like I don't, I, I, I need to love them as you do. And I do love our people, but how do I, can I love them more? How can I get to a place where, where, and I'm not trying to get to God's love because I ain't going to give my only son for you. All right? So that ain't going to happen. But the point is, well, I have two. I won't give one of them, either one of them. I might, want, I might lease one out, but I'm not going to give you one. All right? The, the point is, is I, I can't be him, and I'll never love like him. But I thought, what is it? And the Lord said, give them my truth. That's why you're here. Give them my truth. And I got so excited about it, it's because that benefits me as well. It's not just a one-sided thing. Every truth I receive and experience and give out, it's beneficial to us all. And so I want us to be blessed. I want us to walk in what Jesus said, I've come to give them life and life more abundantly. Well, can you define everything in your life that way? 
I, I'm sure there are some things, but can you define everything? And no one in here can. We can't raise our hand, yeah, everything's that way. It isn't. But we need to work toward that in everything. Well, are we going to be able to do all of it at once? No, and that's the problem. That's what religion produces. What we have to do is we have to get the one we need the most right now. And let's get victory in this and let's go to the next step. Are y'all getting this? And that's what I believe the word does. It helps us get grasp hold of these principles so that we can have success in life. Deuteronomy eleven twenty six says this. Behold, I set before you today blessing and cursing. In other words, he's revealing there's a choice to be made today. A choice to be made today. Blessings and curse. Notice they coincide with these. It's not on the left hand's a curse, on the right hand's a blessing. They're in life in general. You have to make a choice which direction you want to go in life. The blessing received is if you obey God's commands. Now, what that means is, are you obedient to his word instructing you? The word obedience in this Hebrew is the ability to listen with the right attitude to obey. In other words, I want my children to hear with an attitude of obedience, not just to listen. Listening ain't going to get nothing done. Listening isn't going to get anything done. You have the right attitude. Y'all, everybody in here, just nod your head because this is how you live your life. There are certain things you'll listen to that will give you no, no benefit to increasing life and success because it has to do with a football team or a basketball team. And you put your whole conscious into hearing and hearing and hearing. It ain't gonna do nothing for you. Son's lost. I don't see no sun's flags anymore, sun's this, and nothing. Why? Because it isn't going to produce anything for you. But your attitude, and I'm not going to, I'm not saying it's a negative thing. What I'm saying is, is you do it all the time. You hear something that you want to hear, and you hear with a different purpose. And that's what I want you to get. I want you to make a decision. When we gather here to, together, that we have an attitude of, I'm expecting to hear something that'll change my life, that'll impact me. It doesn't, and oh, please don't go to the religious concept. It has to be something new, something fresh. You are missing the point altogether. It's the revelation, understanding of something. You can hear something over and over and over, not get it at all. It's getting it. And all of a sudden it goes, bam. Because no matter how many times you read this, the pages aren't going to change. They stay the same. But it's alive. It's a living word. So no matter how many times you read it, there's something in there that's going to pack you. Something in there that's going to give you this life. And that's what we all want. Amen? So he says, if you don't obey, then what happens is, is you won't live a blessing, a curse will be received. Now, what he's saying is this, is you need to understand something. First of all, God never relates in the Hebrew or Greek language that if you don't do this, I'm going to curse you. Not at all. There's an action in the attitude. When you read the language, you'll understand that when someone turns from in Scripture, it's not a turning from as in ignorance or having a bad day. It's an attitude that has rebellion behind it. Every time you read it in the Hebrew language, I'm telling you. So don't get this attitude of, well, if I miss it a little bit, I'll be cursed. No, you won't. It doesn't work that way. But if you openly rebel and turn in that rebellion from, in other words, you departing from that word to whatever you want, that's when the door opens to the curse life. You guys get that. All right, I just want you to understand that. I want you to be free in that. If you look at um, the beginning, 
the beginning of this, this world we live in, we have Adam and Eve, and then we have a picture of two sons. They have Cain and Abel, right? In that is something very powerful because we have the fall of, of the human race. The sin nature now is in operation and the curse is on the world. Okay, because of Adam and Eve, because of Adam receiving that nature in him, from then on it's passed on from every human being born on this planet. Now think about this. You have the sin nature and the curse and now you have a story about, or a, a, a history lesson, about Cain and Abel. Abel is shown to bring an offering to God. It says he brings his best, his first fruit. And he takes his first fruit, his, his first fruit lamb, sacrifices and burns it before God. And then the Bible says Cain brings and in the Hebrew language, it literally says this. He brought some fruit from the ground. It's showing us because there's an attitude of what he's doing. It's establishing something we need to pay attention to because it says in the Hebrew, he brought some fruit from the ground and offered it to God. God accepted Abel's. But he did not accept Cain's. Then the Bible says that Cain got started burning with anger because God took Abel's, but not his. Now, there's different things that you can connect the dots to that you can establish as, why is he getting such an attitude? I mean, why is this so bad? Now, he's being taught by his parents. His parents, uh, uh, for sure, teaching him about the firstborn blessing because it goes down all through, all, that, all through history in the Old Testament. And in that firstborn blessing, the benefits of it. And in that, he probably is in that position of thinking, I lost it. I lost it to him. But God speaks to him. And this is what I'm trying to get to is, is watch how God speaks to him. When he is, a, when he is in this position of, this sucks, I hate my brother. And he's got this guilt, this anger, this unforgiveness operating in his heart right now. Because God said, oh, Abel, that's good. Cain, that ain't good enough, bud. I'm not receiving that. I'm receiving your brothers. Watch this. Genesis chapter four, verse seven. Now remember, he's bitter. He's angry. He's carrying a grudge. God says to Cain, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? He's saying, if you do the right thing, isn't it going to be accepted? You already know what the right thing is. That's what he's telling him. He, listen to what's happening. God did not accept his offering, accepted Abel's offering. Cain has a bad, bad attitude. And God goes, if you do the right thing, aren't you accepted? You're, nothing's changed. You didn't lose anything. You just need to do the right thing. Are you guys hearing? And then he says this, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you don't do what is right, watch this. Sin is crouching at your door. Isn't that interesting? He says, if you don't do the right thing, you are opening the door. And he uses the term crouching, and it literally would be a picture of a, a, of a lion, a, a tiger, any type of animal that's about to pounce. Not for the purpose of playtime, but to attack, Right? You know how you can open the door and the dog jumps on you, ah, licking all over you. So he's saying sin crouches to pounce at the door of your life. If you don't do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. What does? Sin does. 
What does it desire? It wants to overcome and take you. It wants to tear you apart. And he says that this is amazing. But you must master it. This is God speaking to Cain. Listen to how he's talking to him. I just love the way God works. He didn't say, you stupid boy. Who are you getting mad at? If I don't like it, I don't like it. God could have said that, right? He could have said, you don't change. You lose everything. I'll kill you right now. He didn't do anything but represent himself the way we need to see God. And then is God going, hey, if you do what's right, isn't it all going to be good? If you do what is right, isn't it all going to be good? But if you don't do what's right, sin, he didn't say, you don't do what's right, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to kill you. What did he say? Sin is crouching at the door. And sin wants to own you. But master it. Take control. Come on, King. Get up. Take control of your life. Do what is right. Cain could have said, thank you, Father. Thank you, God. And went out to his field and picked the best of the best. Every good, every good tomato, every good potato. And brought the best he had and laid it before God. And God went, I like that. I accept that. But that's not the story how it goes, is it? Why? Because he couldn't get over his offended attitude. He couldn't get over his unforgiveness. He couldn't get over his bitterness. And scripture makes it very clear that if you're bitter and you're living a life of unforgiveness, you are trapped by the enemy. It's very clear. You're snared by the devil. You want to know why things are getting worse? And you didn't do it. It was them. But all of a sudden your life goes backwards. Because it's scripture. You cannot give place to the enemy. He's going to destroy. He destroys. Steal, kill, destroy. Right? So there's a beautiful picture just there. Hebrews 3.13 says this. Exhort one another daily. While it's called today, build one another up every single day. It's today. You guys are the best church in the world. You didn't even get that. I just threw that right in there. I followed the scripture just now. Are you guys hearing? What did it say? It said, exhort, build one another up daily. While it's called what? Now. Now. While it's called what? Now. Think about last week. Think about all last week. How many times did you build someone up or encourage them? We're not, we're not wanting to, to talk about that. But think about this. How many times did you think or speak negative about someone? Sit up straight, smile, look straight ahead. Look like you're not guilty. Because right now, y'all looking like you're going to hell right now. Isn't this true, though? Isn't this it? It's we're more quick to judge, more quick to attack, more quick to tear down. My friend got a new car. Oh, man, they always get new cars. I never get nothing. They must be stealing from someone. You know, we just it's just negative, 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 negative. We should be building, encouraging. I, I listen, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to me. I need to encourage more. I need to build more. We all do. Do we not? Let's do this. Let's get in the habit. Let's hear the scripture. Let's obey it. Why we just sing to Jesus? Uh, Jesus, I will love you. And I'll, Jesus, I believe in you. Well, let's do what his word says, right? So how many, you going to join me or not? We're going to encourage daily. Let's encourage daily. Let's do it. Can you imagine if a husband gets hold of this and starts just building his wife up every day? She's going to go, who the heck are you? <laughs> or vice versa. The wife building and encourage. We need to encourage one another. We need to build each other up. Families, parents, to children. Children need to build up their parents. Look what we're doing all for them. I'm going to talk to my boys about this. 
They need to encourage me. Every time we go somewhere, anytime my wallet opens up, I want some encouragement. I'm going to demand some sugar my way. Amen? Are y'all with me? He says, exhort one another today. Today. Man, let's look at some principles. Four principal precepts. Four principal precepts. Number one, apply the principles. You got to have an effort. You got to start, right? So we hear the word. We just heard the word, right? Well, we now have to apply. This is a principle of God. His word says, exhort one another today. It's called today, let's exhort one another. So we have to do what? Apply the principle. Apply the principle. Number two, principles require practice. Principles require practice. Knowing a principle does not mean it's automatically going to work. It doesn't work that way. Many of us understand principles, but we don't do them, right? So having an understanding of principle doesn't mean that it's automatically going to happen. You follow me. Number three, principles are not rules you follow. This is so important. This, I think this one right here, probably when I grasped this, when I got hold of this and went, oh my gosh, this is life. This is real. Because what happens is, is we start looking in this rule mindset, then it almost becomes this legalistic picture of how I'm to follow a principle. But a principle is like gravity. In other words, it's either going to work for you or it's going to work against you. I said a principle will either work for you or it's going to work against you. And I'll, I'll prove my point here. But that's what you have to understand about principles. So what we're doing is we don't want to look at as a rule to follow I want it to be something that I understand. I understand the principle. I understand the principle. So it isn't about a rule. It's about a truth. I don't look at gravity as a rule. I understand it. So there's certain things that I won't do because it's not because I sit there and go, let me remind myself, define what gravity is. I don't need to do that. I go up on top of this roof, and if I'm working on top, the very top of it, I know gravity would, would have no problem with pulling me down. But I stay planted on that roof if I'm doing something. But I understand gravity's like going, try me. <laughs> I'm going to work. You like it or not, I'm going to work. Do you guys see this? So this is how you have to look at a principle. Principles are not rules to follow, they're truths to understand. Number four, principles will apply to you, again, whether you follow them or not. They will apply to you. Every principle is out there, and that's what I was saying. Let me go to the beginning of what I saw in these numerous websites. Watch this. Don't think positive thoughts. Don't prepare yourself to learn. Don't focus on your strengths. Focus completely on your weaknesses. Don't get rid of distractions. Be afraid of having big goals. Don't have a plan. Don't be committed. Don't start now. And be afraid to fail. How many of you are going to be successful following what I just said? Success door is going to open for your life. Did you know that it is impossible to have the reciprocal, the opposite, and have any success in your life at all? It's impossible. Why? It's a principle. So if I don't get started, if I don't learn, what's going to happen? The principle's still working. I'm just not going to have the path to success. Are you guys getting this? Everybody getting this? Does this make sense? What I'm talking about, does it make sense to you? All right. This is the word. This is the word.
good health. Let me give you an example. Good health. Here are the principles for good health. You can look this up. Correct diet, exercise, enough sleep, healthy relationships. Those are the keys. Now, you can add other ones to it, but those are the major keys for a life that's filled with good health. Do those keys and these principles are going to work for you. You apply the principles, you're going to have good health. You're going to receive the benefits of good health. Applying these principles. But if you don't apply the principles, guess what's going to happen? Bad health. It, it, it's not like uh, either or, if I choose this, this. No, it's, it's, a, it's a law. It's like gravity. So understand that. That's how we have to look at principles. Let me show you another principle in the Bible. Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. What does that mean? You can be. If the Bible says do not be deceived, it means what? You can be deceived. But he's saying don't be deceived. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a person sows, they will also reap. That is a law. That is a principle. Whatever someone sows, they will also reap. In other words, you sow corn, you're going to reap corn. You're not going to reap apples. You're not going to reap, you know, asparagus. You sow anger, you're going to reap anger. You sow fear, you're going to reap fear. You sow, you know, whatever it is, anxiety, you're going to reap anxiety. Whatever you're sowing out of your life, you are going to reap. And it says, God is not mocked. This is going to happen. I know it's something we don't like to hear, but it's a fact. It is a spiritual law and a natural truth. Watch this. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. But I say this. Now here's an operation of it. He or she who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He or she who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Now that's like common sense, right? But this is a biblical principle. What it says there is if I plant three seeds, this is the amount of seeds I'm going to get. If I plant 30 seeds, this is the amount. He's saying sow sparingly, a couple, sow bountifully, reap bountifully. Anybody here have a problem with that? Anybody here go, that's ah, just what the Bible says. No, that's life. So is that a biblical principle, yes or no? Yes. Now watch this. Sowing and reaping is a principle of God. As long as, Genesis 8.22, as long as earth remains, as long as this earth is here, seed time and harvest will never stop. It's listed with winter and summer, night and day. Are you guys hearing? Are you guys hearing? What, what am I saying? I'm saying it's a principle. And if you don't follow that principle, it doesn't matter. It's working either way. You don't sow, you're no reaping. I don't have any friends. Where are, you, are you sowing friendship? What are you sowing? You know, I don't have any trust. Are you trustworthy? You have to look at your life. Number one, check your life before anything else. And if you can honestly say, I'm this, this, and this, and this, well, then the Bible says this is what's going to reap. But if you're seeing a lot of negative, I have to believe, because I believe the word, that there's some things in here that need to change. So fix. Amen. That's not, there's nothing negative about that. Adjust and repair. It's all good. Adjust and repair. It's all good. No one on, in this room or on this planet does everything perfect right away. There's no such thing as perfect other than relationship to God, but we use the term perfect, perfect pizza. No, it isn't. It isn't. Anything that's perfected or in perfect condition or perfect isn't, it has to be acknowledged as perfect. So I've had people tell me, this is the most perfect carne asada. And I've eaten it and said, this stuff sucks. 
This ain't perfect. You said it's perfect. If it's perfect, I would have to like it, right? Because it's perfect. Well, then what are we saying? Perfect is based upon your opinion. You know what's funny is, I was thinking about this. When we look at Jesus and we look at his, his words and we look at his teachings, his instruction, we look at his life, there's only one way, one avenue, one direction, one thing that requires eternal life. That's it. One thing. Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believing that, 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 that he's alive. He rose again. That, that's your eternal life. Everybody agree with that? You can't, go any, you can't get into the family of God any other way. There's only one direction that is to be born again. That's receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's it, period. All right? Now, the second thing that is so important to understand is this. If we all have Jesus, why isn't our lives perfect? Why, why isn't everything great? He came to give us life, life more abundantly. Why don't we all have abundant lives? See, this is a key to your success when you understand this. See, nowhere in Scripture does it say, receive Jesus and everything's better. Nowhere. As a matter of fact, he said, hey, things are going to get rough. <laughs> they persecuted me. They're coming after you. You're like going, that ain't fair. You went to the cross. He goes, yeah, you're a part of me now. But see, we stop learning and what happens? When you don't receive the principles of our Lord, when you don't receive his word, it's hell on earth. That, that isn't on him. That's on us for not receiving his principles. But I'm going to heaven. My life might suck, but I'm going to heaven. But that's not what God wants. God wants on earth as it is in heaven. Why? Because we represent. We're representing the Lord Jesus. We're representing our Father. We're representing Him right now on this earth. And a lot of us are doing a poor job because it's religion, it's opinion, it's feeling instead of principle, truth. Let's abide by principles. Amen. Y'all ready for this? Y'all right? I'm ready. I'm ready to go and get along in my life with the principles of God operating in them. And then the people can see that Jesus is alive, that they can see that, that this is real, that they can see that there is something different. That's, that's what we need to be showing. Is not salt and light? Does not, does, does not that influence Certainly it does. Light dispels darkness. Man, you need salt on everything. I mean, that's my opinion, but it just salt makes things better, does it not? Yeah, in moderation. All right, moving right along. Four understandings about today. First, people underestimate the power of today. In other words, they place low value. They get up and they don't look at it as an important day. I think this is what needs to happen. You get up in the morning and you go, well, I'm breathing. It's important, right? You woke up, you're breathing. It's important. Start your day off with that understanding. I'm alive. It's important. It's important. I'm alive. This day, I'm not going to waste this day. So what I need to do, the power of now. I need to start, start getting my focus in on the, today's going to be the best day of my life. Most of us are expecting the worst day. Oh my God, it's Wednesday. When's Friday coming? You just curse Wednesday. Now you want to know why Wednesdays are terrible for you. You need to start saying Wednesday is the best day. It's hump day. I'm on top right now, baby. Anyway. So you underestimate. The Bible says, Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in well-doing, in doing well. For in the proper time, we'll reap a harvest if we don't quit, we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunities, 
as we take advantage of now, as we take advantage of now, as we have opportunity, let's do good to all people. Add encouragement on there. It doesn't mean you have to buy everybody's lunch. I'm telling you, you start walking, especially if you're not that type of person, and all of a sudden you start going, hey, I hope you have a good day today. And they're like, what? Got my wallet? Where's my wallet? Who is this? No, I'm serious. It'll be noticeable. Now, people might be playing it's a con game or fake or whatever, but the point is, is you, you keep living it. I remember when I first got saved, I had a couple of friends come to church and they thought I was, there was a con to it. They're telling, they come into my church and thinking, hey, what's up, really? And I'm going, really? I, I'm, I'm a pastor now. No, really, you can be true with me. I had a guy say that. I thought, what are you talking about? I go, are you even saved? He goes, yeah, I've been going to church for years. And I go, well, there's the problem. You need to come here for years and you won't be acting this way. But the point is, it's not even in their minds to be able to see that someone can have transformation to change. And that's what we need to show the world. No, that's what we need to show ourselves. And then those closest to us, then the world. How about that? Amen. Isn't that true? Because it's easy to, you know, tell the Safeway cashier, hey, have a great day. You're awesome. Why? Because you don't even know them. It's like, whatever. They're not bothering you one bit. It's going home to people that are bothering you. <laughs> Makes it a little more difficult, does it not? But what are we supposed to do? Follow principles. Let's encourage one another daily. I can't wait to get going on this. I'm going to do like about 30 today, so I won't have to do any next week. No, I'm just kidding. It said daily, right? I'm just trying to speak out what people are thinking. All right. Number two, success is determined by your daily agenda. Success is determined by your daily agenda. Successful people do daily what unsuccessful people do periodically. You do it daily. Get a mindset. Understand these have to be daily principles. Amen. Number three, you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. You'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. I've seen myself in this when it comes to working out, hitting the weights. If I, if I stop doing something, it's so easy to go backwards. It's so easy to go, I'll hit it next, I'll, I'll hit it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, there's too much. I got so much stuff to do. I'll get it the next day. The thing is, I just need to do it, right? Just do it. But it's so, and, and I've, I'm just being honest with you. I've seen it in me where this is really working. How your mind, how your flesh is like going, ah, just, just hit it tomorrow, man. Your legs still hurt. And then I can blow it out of proportion. I go, yeah, they are. They do hurt. I'll give it another day. You know what I come to realize? That if I work them more with wisdom, they don't hurt. So in other words, I realize if I work them hard, I know I'm going to feel for the next few days. And it isn't fun. It's like I walk around the house like this. You know, they hurt because, you know, I'm working out my legs. It's leg day. And so it's easy to go, I give it a couple more days to where now it's like a week, 10 days, and I've worked out my legs. And then you're thinking, oh my gosh, I don't want to. I already know what's going to happen. But then I realized after I, I, I got um, focused in on working out my legs in a way that is not just weightlifting. So what happens now is, is I work out and the next day I do cardio. And what I found is the more I worked my legs in a different way without pressing weights, my legs were able to recover way quicker to where they weren't even hurting even if I did heavy weight. To where now I'm like going, this is awesome. 
Now I have no excuse. None. But I saw myself in different stages where, you know, you go on vacation, you know, you don't have, there's no weight room. You know, you go to, you know, Holiday Inn or something, and you got, what, a, a weight laying on the floor, you know that? I mean, there's no, it's, you just can't work out like you could before. So you have that time off, and then you get back home, it's like, all right. No, it isn't. You have to get back into it again. See what I'm saying? But see, that is natural life. And what we have to do is understand that these things, everything about us is saying, take the cheap way, take the easy way, take the lazy way. We need to start saying, shut up, shut up. Yeah, you're, not tell, don't, you're not talking to anyone but yourself. Callate. No, we ain't doing this. We're not. We're going to start doing what's right. Not the easy way, the right way. Amen? No, shortcut, no shortcuts. We're, going, we're doing this for the long run. Are you guys with me at all? All right. Number four, you will either focus on preparing or repairing. Every day, you're going to focus on preparing for that day or repairing. Preparing is going to take some work. Repairing takes way more time. In other words, something bad happens. Oh, I got to take care of it now. And this happens. But when you're prepping, when you're preparing, it's so much better than repairing. Amen? Let's don't be people. That's what we're doing all day is repairing stuff. Unless you're a car mechanic. All right. Moving right along. Seven life-changing principles that we can do on a daily basis. Number one, talk to yourself daily. Y'all, I, listen, I don't even have to go into scriptures. You do it all the time. Everybody in here talks to themselves. Everybody. Everybody in here talks to themselves. I can show you scripture after scripture about talking to yourself correctly. But you all know most of the talk, self-talk, is incorrect. Is it not? You be trashing yourself, working yourself up. I mean, getting yourself in an attitude towards someone or people, whatever, just because of your talk. You can hear people talk nasty, talk bad. It's when you start doing it is when it affects you. You do everything you believe. Even if it's not true, if you believe it, you're going to be that way. And we change. Then we say, we say just that. I start my day off. This is the day the Lord has made. I choose to rejoice and be glad on it. That's every day of my life. I've been doing it for years and years right now. This is the day the Lord has made. And actually, I sing. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I do that every day, every day. I sing that. I say it every day. And I establish my day as this is my day. The Lord made it. I woke up. He made it for me. I want you all to do the same thing. You don't have to sing. But I want you to get up and I want to say, I want you to speak to yourself. This is the day the Lord has made for me. This is my day. You need to know how special you are. When you start saying, God made it for me, you're going to change your outlook of who you are to him. Nah, he didn't do it for me. He did it for pastor. He's a, he's a pastor. Don't be that. Jesus died for you. For you, personally. Let's live the right life. Let's live life right. Amen? Let's do it right. Let's talk to ourselves correctly. This is the day the Lord has made, Psalms 118.24. Matthew 17.20, I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain. I love the words of Jesus because he's literally telling us, speak to the negative. Speak to the negative. Don't let the negative speak to you because you already know it does. You, you know it speaks to you. You can't do that. It's too much. It's too big. They'll never. It'll never happen. Always talking. It's time for us to speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Are you guys hearing me? Speak to the mountain. 
Talk what you expect, not what you're experiencing, okay? Talk to what you expect, not what you are experiencing. Use your words to define your life. Use your words to define your life. Use your words to define your life. You know what we do most of the time? We use our words to describe our life. I'm just, and it never happens, and, and I'm just so angry, and I'm just a loser, and I'm so bad, and I'm terrible, and I never get my way, and I, 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 and you're describing life instead of defining life. You want change? You want your life to change? I'm going to tell you right now, this, th it'll only happen until this changes. Until this changes, nothing's, you can pray for change, hope for change, cry for change, fast for change, vow for change, pay for change, but you ain't going to have change because change isn't change until it's changed. You have to recognize you have a responsibility. You got to do today what is different than what you normally do. And you're going to have change. Are you guys hearing me? Use your words to define your life, okay? Number two, learn Bible truths daily. Learn, it, this is not difficult. It's not rocket science. Hear what I'm saying. Come on, y'all, get with me on this. What was the scripture and what was I telling you to do just earlier about what we should do every day? Two people encourage. You guys remember everything. You're the awesome people in here. See what I did there? All right. Take hold of that and answer the question. What did I just talk to you guys about? Encouragement. Caramba. All right. Encouragement, right? What are we supposed to be doing daily? Encourage one another daily. This was not, and the Lord suggests. It's a command for us. Do you want to be successful in life? Do you want to have life become better than what it is today? We all, yes, yes, yes. Then let's follow this principle and let's do what? encourage one another daily. Now, what is number two? I'm trying to make this simple. I'm not the brightest kid on the block. I need things simple and easy. So I figure you guys do too. Right? We all do. And that is what we need to use this. I, if you got a problem with my mind, your memory, or got a problem with, with this up here. Use the scripture. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, that don't make sense. Because you see what you're thinking, you see what you're doing. But I'm going to tell you right now, God's word says you have the mind of Christ. What does that mean? It means it's available. There are times when I hit a wall, and I don't have an answer. And it's like, I got the mind of Christ. So I'm expecting that to operate in my life. The mind of Christ is going to do what? Follow his word. If any man, any woman asks wisdom, believe that they receive it, not doubt. Expect that wisdom to come. And that's what I do. I believe that it's our responsibility. We can talk about learn something every day, but that's not what Scripture's saying. Scripture's telling us to learn its word daily. It, you can learn other things. I learn other things all the time. I like to learn. I'm, I'm, I'm on this, this weird thing right now where I love watching these guys with excavators. I've always wanted, I can drive big equipment. Big equipment. I can drive it, but I've never driven an excavator. You know, the big excavator goes, picks up. 
and they move on tracks. You know those things? Serious. Isn't this true? First thing I do, get home, put on YouTube, and I go to Licks Dig 18 or Dirt Perfect. Those two guys. I'm going to tell you right now, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. If you came in and watched me for 20 minutes, I'm watching them just dig a hole. And they both talk like this sometimes. So when they talk like this, and they're saying, listen, y'all, you have to dig the hole. And you just keep working that hole. I'm sitting there for 20 minutes. I'm loving every minute of it. It is the weirdest thing. But... I've always wanted to drive one, and I love how precise. I've seen them. I'm talking about massive excavators. Pick up a little stick and move it out of the way, and I love watching. They are awesome. But I know sometimes it can be a little weird because yesterday I was watching them fix a leak for 20 minutes in their excavator, which is ridiculous because why in the world would that be exciting? And it wasn't but I sat there and watched them do it. That's crazy. But I just, it's something that right now, it's something I just, I just enjoy watching. I enjoy, you know, I was, I was for a time there, I just wanted to see, you know, how, what workouts best and how, how's this guy doing it and eating habits and, and all that stuff. And I was watching that consistently, but I was getting it in for me so that I could go to that next level in working out. And that's what I wanted. So I went to the top, went to the ones that I know, know what they're talking about. Not the copy and paste, you know, people that know what they're talking about. They have, you know, records or they have, you know, uh, accolades of I'm the best. And that's what I do. I look who's the best. And so I'm watching these guys and I'm saying, okay, they do this, they operate this way. So I started putting things to work. It's so much easier because some of the things they're doing, you know, I'm old school, you know, you got a bench, you got a, you know, deadlift. And it's so, <clears throat> but then you start realizing when you understand principles, science of the body, they make it easier and you can get more buffer. Anyway, just a few cents out there. The point is, is I want to learn other things, but priority one is scripture. I want the word of God living in me. I want to eat his word. Jesus said, we don't live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, I want the word in me. So I'm not, listen, this is what I'm not telling you to do. Read your Bible every day. Read a chapter every day. I'm not telling you to do that. If you want to do it, do it. But what I'm saying is learn the word. Get a scripture that you need for your day, for your life. Something that says you're having a problem in this way. Get a scripture that will help you in that problem. Get one. If you don't know one, email the office. I'll get you a couple, all right? Office at lovelifechurch.com, all right? Email, pastor, I need a scripture. Do it more than once, I'm gonna say, forget you. First time, I'll help you. Second time, I ain't your nanny. I ain't your private pastor. <laughs> That's going to cost you. <laughs> private pastor. Could you imagine that? I should do that. Hire myself out as a private pastor. <laughs> it could be wisdom from God. Who knows? Maybe it'll bring more travel in my life. I don't know. All right, moving right along. Are you guys with me? Do not let the word of God depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. That's what God told Joshua. He said this. Here's a principle. Y'all ready for it? The principle is this. In doing that, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. You'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. How? By the meditation of the word of God. God's saying his word is going to produce for you. You believe God's a liar? You believe Jesus is a liar? I don't. And I believe when his word is telling us something and we're sitting there going, I need change. I want something to be better. Then just do this. Do this. Because it will work. I know it does. It works for me. It works for my wife. It works for, for the, my staff. It works for us because we've chosen to believe it. We believe the word of God. We believe it. And we took this, we're not perfect, 
but we never said we were. You guys say we're perfect, or at least me, but anyway, no, I'm just kidding. You guys didn't even laugh at that. I'm just playing. I don't really believe that. You already know I already cut down the word perfect. You already know that, right? Nothing perfect. Jesus is perfect. Thank you, Lord. Hold on to instruction, the Bible says, Proverbs 4.13. Hold on to instruction. Don't let it go. Let it go. Proverbs 8.10. Choose instruction instead of money. Proverbs 13.1. A wise son, a wise daughter heeds their father's instruction. A mocker does not listen to rebuke. Proverbs 8.32. So many children listen to me, for all who follow my ways are joyful. Listen to my instructions and be wise. Don't ignore it. I mean, the word of God is filled with pay attention. Hear the word. Hear the word. I love, is Nehemiah in here? Where's Nehemiah? Oh, no, that's another one. All right, I'm, I'm going to do, I'll do the number three next Sunday and four and five. But what we're seeing here is something that our principles in God's word. And in those principles, they're going to require us to, like we, like we saw in the natural principles of success, but we're seeing right now is we've got, to, we've got to hear this and do it. Jesus said, these are those that love me. And I love him making that statement because he's defining something. Because otherwise, everybody and their brother goes, I love Jesus. I mean, it, it's just, I love Jesus, but I'm going to live this way. I love Jesus, but, you know, I'm going to go rob a store. I love Je You know, it's, it's, it, you guys hearing me? So Jesus says, no, 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 no. I love my wife, and I don't remember her birthday. I love my wife, and I don't remember Anna's birthday. You see, it's the same thing. So what we're saying is Jesus comes on saying, he goes, you know, let me define those that love me. They hear my word. Are you with me? They hear my word. They go to church and hear my word. Those are those who love me. Is that what the scripture says? Some of you don't know. See, this is why you need to know. Because I could have fooled you all. These are those that love me. They hear my word and they apply it. They do it. They hear my word and they do it. These are those who love me. They hear my word and they do it. Isn't that putting value on someone? Let, let's just look at our own lives. The people we love, do we hear? See, I, I think what we're doing is, is we're, we're looking at the Bible, but we're not paying attention to it. Let's put value, amen? Let's put value on our lives. Put value on one another. Jesus said, hear my words and do it. I will liken you as a man or woman that builds their house on the rock. The storms are going to come. The wind's going to blow. The floods are, I mean, things are going to come against that house. But guess what? You ain't going to fall. You ain't going to fall. Oh, you're going to feel the effects, but you ain't going to fall. Why? Because you built your house on my words. Let's do this too. Let's believe this. Let's walk in this and let's live this every day. Y'all with me? Father, we thank you for the word. Your word is awesome. We have expectation to overcome and have victory because of this word. We are going to have change because we're going to do something different daily. We're going to experience this life, this awesome life in the way it should be experienced, and that is an expectation of it being great. Every day waking up knowing that this is a day you made specifically for me, for them. And we're going to look at it with value from this point on. We're going to be people that benefit one another because we're going to be builders and not teardowns. We're going to be people that are encouraging and lifting one another up. We're going to have an attitude that, that looks for the best in people and not the worst. We're going to be people that have expectation of great things happening. And when things are going tough, like David had in his life, 
he encouraged himself. And the Hebrew word literally means he, he thought and spoke courage in his life. We're going to think and speak courage in our lives when things are tough. Because that is the only way we're going to be able to rise up against the ugly in life. So, Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the truth of the word of God. And we are going to experience your goodness because of it. If you're in here this morning, you've never received Jesus. It's the first thing I talked about, about being part of his family. It happens by you accepting Jesus in your life. It's not difficult. It's very simple. It's you saying, Jesus, I believe in you. I am making a confession of faith that I believe in you. And I want this new life. You do that and you will have a new life eternal with the family of God. But you have to do this. I will help you if you have a desire to do this by making this confession with me. On the live stream in here, say this with me. Say, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking to you, Jesus. I believe in you. I believe in you. And I ask you to come into my life and to give me change. I thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. I receive you, and I'm going to live for you in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, just raise your hand right now. I have something I'd like to give you to help you in that decision. I wrote a little pamphlet that'll help you, principles, information that'll help you in, the, in a decision you made. If you want it, I got it for you. Just lift your hand. The ushers have it for you. If you did it out there, go ahead and email us. We'll get it to you free of charge. We're going to charge you nothing. And we're not going to send you a bunch of letters afterwards begging for money. Get the thing. It'll help you. We love you. Have a great day. You guys are awesome. See ya. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.